You know our slogan around here is better practice, better life. But we're taking this belief to the next level. And we've recently announced the creation of a new association. It's called the Best Practices Association. Our association celebrates the mindset that is better practice, better life. This mindset celebrates time, healthy living, personal growth, clinical excellence, and impacting the lives of your patients and your team through intentional leadership. In fact, we are the work-life balance experts in dentistry. The BPA will coach independent dental practices like yours to thrive by sharing best practices and operational habits, behaviors, systems, tools, and insight that lead to profitability and sustained growth, and you can still have a life. So if you're a dentist that wants to surround yourself with great thinkers, let us help you create your own version of Better Practice, Better Life. Go to actdental.com forward slash BPA or hit the link in the show notes. Yo, yo, yo. Hey, guys, welcome back to another awesome edition of the Best Practices Show podcast. My name is Kirk Barron, and I am just absolutely loving this. So you know how this works. My job is to bring you great information on things that you need. And I know a lot of you are looking for new team members, most specifically a new hygienist. And I have one of my dear friends on today. Her name is Rachel Wall, and you're going to see she's brilliant. She's not only an awesome educator, but she's an incredible friend and a great colleague and a great mentor of mine. And she shares a lot of cool stuff on the five don'ts when it comes to attracting a new hygienist in your office. So check it out. We'll see you guys soon. Hey guys, welcome back to the Best Practices Show podcast. My name is Kirk Barron. I'm so glad you're here. You know what's so fun? I don't really know a whole lot. I just have smart friends. And one of my friends that I'm bringing on today, she's wicked smart. She's really smart. Like she's she's a rock star in the world of dental continuing education, Rachel Wall. And I'll tell you a little story before I introduce her. And today we're going to be talking about the five don'ts of attracting a great hygienist to your office. So you're going to want to listen. And then she's also going to let you see or have a ha, have one of her roadmaps, which is the hygiene growth roadmap. So you got to stick around. You got to listen to this. But I want to say something about my friend, Rachel Wall. So I was in a conference. Actually, I'd heard her name many times. And then uh, I was in a conference and I, I think I was speaking like across the hall from you. I had like three people in my room and you had like yeah. 3,000 in yours. And I, I kept coming over like, quiet over here. I'm trying to talk to these three people. And, you know, I think that's the first time we met. And then as I got to know you, I'm like, she's really smart. And then we had you out to our um, one of our events and I introduced yeah. you to the rest of my team. And my team was like, she's really smart. I'm like, I told you. So, Rachel, thank you so much for being on. I appreciate you. Absolutely. My pleasure, Kurt. Yeah, I was thinking about that actually as we were starting this. I think I think it was in DC. And then mm. you kind of yelled at me across the hall and you're like, we got to get together. We got to we got to meet and get to know each other. And here we are probably six or eight years later, right? Yeah. You just thought I was fun. one of your regular stalkers, but I, I wasn't. No, I was actually I knew who you were. <laughs> so, I knew exactly who you were. <laughs> well, you're the best. And so I want people to know who Rachel Wall is before we get started. Who are you? Like, what do you do? You have an amazing company. Can you tell people Thank about you. what you do? Thank you. Yeah. So I am the CEO and founder of Inspired Hygiene. 
and Inspired Hygiene is a group of amazing individuals, uh, most of us hygienists, that um, coach and train and support our clients and the, the dental industry as a whole really in helping to elevate hygiene services, systems, and profitability. So we do that through private coaching, we do that through CE programs, um, and kind of everything in between. So yeah, thanks for letting me share a little bit today of what we've learned. And it's it's kind of cool, you know, we get an inside look into so many practices in so many different areas of the country. And um, so I love just sharing that, you know, to help others kind of maybe get some nuggets of things they hadn't thought that would really improve things in their practice and also maybe some things to avoid. Yeah. And I can say that about you. One of the things you've done for me personally, not only for our community, but for me personally, is you are an awesome share. So I don't mind sharing this. Like you and I went through strategic coach, not in the same classes. Right. But then you would send me notes or thoughts. I'm like, this is really smart stuff. And uh, before we hit the go button, we were talking about our traction experience. Like, I'll I'll tell you, Rachel's a great entrepreneur. So I just, I really, really appreciate that. So you guys got to check her stuff out. And if you have a study club and you have not had her speak, my first thought is, what are you thinking? Like, so just like get her out there. Now, I want to talk about the five don'ts of attracting a great hygienist. And now, can before we do that, just let's give us a little state of the union where we're at. Like, where are we at in the world right now? Because you and I both know this is like the bane of everyone's existence is like yeah. finding how do we attract, keep, find great team members? What are you hearing on the road? What like we're give us some perspective. So what we're hearing is that or at least from our clients, those that are looking um, and looking in earnest and using some of these tips that we'll share, they're successful. It might take a while but they've been successful actually in finding a hygienist. And uh, so that's encouraging. I think in the last, I mean, we're recording this in the summer, you know, um, mid-summer 2022. And so I think now we're starting to see some improvement. Um, You know, what we noticed, what we know is that a lot of hygienists are getting out of school with jobs. In fact, um, I just saw something that came across from new, no, Vermont. One of the hygiene schools in Vermont is actually changing their program to make it a little bit more accelerated so that they can graduate more hygienists and more hygienists sooner. Not cutting out anything major, right? But just looking at how can they make things more efficient. And what they said is as of graduation, um, all of their all their hygienists graduating had positions and most of them had jobs two or three months before school was out. Wow. What we know though is that not all of those hygienists are going to stay in those positions. So you want to you want to create a situation that's attractive, bringing them into the practice, and then create a culture, right? Which is something that you guys work with your clients a ton on. Mm-hmm. Um, a culture that really wants that really helps them want to stay. Yeah. So I think that the state of the union is we we've got to really be creative. Um, you can't just rest on your laurels in the ways that you have marketed your practice for team members in the past. And um, I, I am seeing our clients be successful with hi- finding hygienists. Certainly, it's different in different areas. You know, if you're in a really remote area, it can be a little bit tricky. Um, but I think things are improving slightly. And um, I think practices are recognizing, too, that they've got to be a little bit flexible, too, on what they're looking for yeah. and what they're willing to do. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, we're going to get into this, but you get ads you get to see this stuff. I mean, people send you things. And you're like, oh my goodness. Um, so yeah. we can we can chat about the ins and out of this. And you know, I think probably one of the things 
don't know, we see this too, is I think we could just say this, an ad is not going to fix your office. I think, I right. think, you know, throwing, throwing the golden lasso out there to find somebody to fix your out. These, you can speak on behalf. These people are smart. These hygienists know, and I hate this term, but it's true. The great resignation. I think let's speak to both sides of it as a dental yeah. employer, but also if you're a great hygienist listening, you know that you're good. You know that your next stop, you want it to be a good one. Can you speak to that? Like, you're not just going to work for anybody, and it's not all about money. Some of these dentists think it's all about money. It's not, don't you think? No. Yeah, it's not. It certainly is not all about money. And I think that there are hygienists out there that would be willing to, you know, take a little lower rate if they really and truly believed that the culture was really healthy and strong. And, um, you know, you've got to, in addition to finding the right fit, you know, from a financial standpoint, you've got to find the right fit for a culture. And I respect, um, you know, dental employers who are willing to say, you know what, Um, this person was willing to come work with us, but it it wasn't going to be a fit with our team and our culture. And, and they weren't willing to be flexible around this or that, you know, whether it's standard of care or being willing to kind of, you know, adjust their protocols and ways of thinking to the practice. So, um, you know, I think that there's a lot of different factors that you've got to look for when you're finding a team member. And I think a lot of folks are getting desperate right now. Yeah. And so I think that you do need to keep an open mind, right? And and don't count somebody out right away. Um, but also the same goes for the employee, right? Um, you've got to keep an open mind too. And being willing to look at, you know, the practice and really say, okay, like they're doing things at a higher level. Maybe they're using digital scanning and I don't have experience with that, Right. Maybe they have a really thorough perio protocol and I don't have experience with that, but I'm willing to learn and I'm willing to see like, what is their philosophy and what do they believe about these services that really brings a lot to their patients and brings value, you know, to their community. So I think we've all got to, got to keep an open mind now um, to that. And this isn't one of the dotes, but it kind of came to my mind is another thing that I heard was um, a hygienist had come to a practice asking for significantly higher hourly rate than what's happening, you know, in the community. And the hygienist came and was really, um, you know, promoting herself as to what she was able to do in the practice and that she did have experience. Um, she, she came from a, a high Invisalign practice. She had experience promoting that type of care and helping to enroll. And she was asking for a high hourly rate and also percentage of cases, but she could not produce she, she could not document what her production was in this past practice. She didn't know. And she wasn't familiar with digital scanning to help, you know, enroll clear liners or, or other treatment for that matter. So my point being is that if we're, if we're coming either, it can work on either way, right? If we're coming with a lot of like um, demands or requests, we've got a backup. Why is, why why can I ask for that? Why, what do I have to show you that I can perform to the level of what I'm asking for? Does that make sense? That makes perfect sense. And I love what you're saying. You know, I think it's okay to ask for anything. You know, you don't, I tell my kids, you don't get what you don't ask for, but at the same token, tell me if you agree with this, like, please don't hear this the wrong way if you're a listener. Okay. I tell dentists, there's only two reasons to ever hire anybody. They fit your core values and they get results, period. Not because they're your neighbor, they're a nice person, they have experience. At the end of the day, you want somebody who who's totally a core values fit and you don't think about them 
on a regular basis. You don't have to micromanage them. They just right. can do what they say they can do. Would you agree with that or? You know? I would absolutely agree with that. And I think back to the kid example, you know, you don't get what you don't ask for, but you also don't just expect because you ask right. for something that everybody's going to hand it to you. Like you've got to, you know, if you're asking for an internship, for example, what have you done that's going to make you a really great fit and what can you bring to the table? And you've got to be able to document that. Like I've had this and this and this experience, you know, I was a camp counselor leader here. I was a leader of this team here. It's like, okay, all right, well, you've got some experience with this. You can't go. I would never want my kid to go in and say, well, I don't know, just cause I want it. Yeah. Bad answer. Bad. Uh. <laughs> so, right. So, I love it. so this, so the same goes for, you know, um, you know, an employer, if you're demanding, you know, certain things, then you've got to say, you know, the reason is because we've seen that work in our practice. We've seen that that's what our patients value. And we've seen that our patient's health improves when we treat periodontal disease this way, you know, so it goes both ways. So I, I wish I could come up with a really succinct way of saying it, but basically you don't get what you don't ask for. However, you've got to be will you've got to be able to uh, document your experience that is going to warrant you getting what it is you're asking for. I think you said that really well. Okay. See what okay, I good. see. I'm telling you guys, she knows what she's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so cool. So take us through the five don'ts and how, how you came up with this list. Did you just, uh, well, I would, I would imagine these are just recurring patterns that you see over and over again. So take us through number one. They are I love recurring it. patterns. They are recurring patterns. And you know, if you know, strategic coach and EOS, I'm a high quick start. Mm -hmm. I think you're a much higher quick start than I am. So these are things I was like, what are we going to talk about on our podcast? <laughs> oh, this is a good one. Do, 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 right. Boom. So here we go. So don't use only one or two methods when you're seeking another team member and it, it, a new team member. This doesn't matter. It's not just hygienists, right? This really goes for any position uh, in your practice. Um, I'm hearing things about, you know, Indeed. The latest I've heard about Indeed is there's not much coming from Indeed, but right. you know, someone else may have a different experience. So you've got to try multiple multiple ways. I would say use all the dental, um, you know, the dental job posting boards. Um, you know, use Indeed if you've seen that work in your area, but you've also got a network, right. right? I mean, the best people come often from networking. They come from people that you know. Now, again, don't hire them just because you know them right. or your neighbor knows them. But if they happen to fit your core values and they get results, then you also have someone that has some history with this individual, which is always super helpful, right? Yeah. So I would say, yeah, networking get to know, you know, the, the leaders at your dental hygiene programs, even if they're not local, even if they're in another state. Um, you know, I, I moved to another state when I started practicing dental hygiene. So hygienists are willing to do that if they, you know, are going into a practice that they really think that they're going to enjoy and it's meeting their, you know, expectations as well. Yeah. Um, Can I add a couple of things? Yeah. So I love Please. this because um, what you're saying is absolutely true. And I think what you're trying to say is like, it's not the whole indeed thing. Cause we did put a lot of chips in that. Um, just yep. kind of be open. Uh, like you say, like you find them, you find like minds, put it out to your team. I know of a practice here in Wisconsin. So they had two amazing hygienists and they're like, listen, we love you guys. 
And so what they did is they went, they created what was called an open house. So they went to everybody they'd ever known and said, come over to our practice for a half an hour. I'm going to give you a tour. And so they ended up finding another hygienist that had been friends of one of the two and it ended up working out. Now that wasn't their only way to do it, but they were, they got, they got creative. You know, I think that's what you're trying to say. It's just kind of be open. Yeah. We got, they got creative just this week. I got a flyer in the mail because I'm still a licensed hygienist in North Carolina. I have no plans of, of not renewing my license. And um, it was from a, a dental practice that's probably about 20 miles away. And um, it was beautiful. It was the doctor you know, saying, hey, we're looking for a hygienist to join our team and just listed some of the really nice you know, benefits in their practice and what they're looking for. They had a QR code I, I, I saw. So I you know, I go and dig and I, I send him a little Facebook message. I'm like, like, great job. Like, this is amazing. Like you're making us look good, right? This is, this is what we want to see from our profession. And, um, I noticed they're working with, um, what I've seen to be a very current dental marketing company, right? They're very like, they keep current, they're keeping up with social media and that kind of thing. And, um, so they had a QR code on the postcard that led you to their website where they had a team video and the doctor had a video and, it's just super well done. So you've got to be able to invest in this. Um, you've got to be able to think creatively, get out of the box, open houses, you know, going and speaking at the, um, some of our clients have gone and, and spoken at the dental hygiene programs, right? Or at the dental schools in the area and just talk to them about what is real life like as a dental hygienist in a private practice? Like, what can you expect? Yeah. And what do we do in our practice just as an educational piece, but you'll have you'll have relationships that you've built. And one of our clients told us, you know, we, we've done that. And so now when there are hygienists that are looking, they call us mm-hmm. like the, the hygiene director calls our practice. Do you have any open positions? We've got someone that called the office. So, I mean, that's, it's worth its weight in gold. Okay. Yeah. I love it. You know, when you go back to, I, I just love all this stuff. So, you know, that practice that you're talking about, first of all, I think it's really important if you're a listener, you got to understand these people are doing probably more homework on you than you'll ever do on them. And so they're going to your website, taking a look at these things at the very minimum. If you have core values in your practice, you should have your core values on your webpage. And this is one thing we've done is we've said, you know, what about our team would you would make? And so if they don't know the core value, they haven't been there or what it kind of tells me a little bit. Um, but it's really great to have something. If you're a dental practice owner, like this is why it would be cool to be part of our team. Don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we've also put together, um, I'm going to call it a pitch deck. And I was inspired by a friend of mine, Para Desports, who, you know, does a lot of like associate uh, work with DSOs, finding associates and retaining associates. So I have to give him a shout out, but we created a, a, a recruiting deck um, for practices for our clients to use. And so like, put your, put your video, like one of our clients, we, we built this deck for him. We're like, you got to have a link on this slide to your video on your Love site. It. And Hey, by the way, you have 423 reviews in Google and they're five star. So think, I mean, potential employees are going to be looking at that kind of thing, right? And you want to highlight that kind of thing. You want to highlight what you can bring to the table. Because like you said, they're checking you out as well. So put it in a nice slide form, you know, so that you can either share that on social media, you can share it with a potential, you know, um, candidate, 
You can share it with them when you're coming in to interview them and make it really easy for them to see what's really great about your practice. Um, in addition to giving them a tour, but there might be some things that they don't pick up on right. that you want to highlight. I love that. Yeah. What a great idea. Great idea. Okay. So number two, don't, uh, don't put too many details in the ad. So I reviewed an ad recently and it was great. I mean, it's a great opportunity, fantastic practice. I know the dentist personally and, um, it's, it's full time. So they're giving them full time benefits, pretty much full time pay, but it's three days a week. Um, but they put all the details of the scheduling. And honestly, I, if I were a hygienist, I would want to work different days than what they put in the ad, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm afraid that if they put that much detail in the ad, it's going to turn people off, right? Mm -hmm. They're going to say, well, I don't, I don't like that sequence of days because it doesn't allow me to have a long weekend, for example. And uh, so I would say if you're willing to be flexible, just put that in there. Say it's three days, full-time benefits paid, which is fantastic. You know, like reach out to us and we'll give you more information. And then if you are flexible with the days, then say that. But I wouldn't put like all the details of the hours and that kind of thing in there because you may turn somebody off right away that you may be able to talk with them and work something out to, that would be flexible for, for them and would work for you. Right. Because you are, you're killing a significant amount of traffic being too specific about the hours. I would imagine that's yeah. a big deal for people too. Um, you know, I'm not a big fan of people working on Saturdays, but I understand a lot of the industry does, which, and Fridays, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think you're, you're exactly right. Be a little vague and specific enough where you can engage these people in a conversation because if they see how yeah. cool you are, they might be open too, right? Yeah, yeah. And, you, and then you could explain, these are the hours that we've had in the past. Um, and you might say, you know, we're open to other ideas as long as we have these hours covered, Yeah. you know, maybe you job share with somebody and cover the hours or something. So, you know, I think that there's a way that they could get creative and I'm going to give them that feedback, you know, to, to think about that, um, a little bit differently. So maybe don't put too many details because also if there's too much in there, they might just say, oh my gosh, that's confusing. Right. Um, I don't understand that. So move it on to the next one. Cause there's a lot of ads out there. Right. So they might just move on to the next ad. Right. Um, all right. Next, don't don't forget to engage your team. So you mentioned this a little bit, right, is is get your team involved. Um, have your team there when you're doing this open house, when you're doing the tour. You know, maybe you maybe you have something fun happening. Maybe it's like a wine tasting at your office or you hire a band to come, you know, mm -hmm. to your office for an afternoon and have, you know, drinks and apps. And and, you know, maybe you've got some new equipment that you want to share with everybody. Right. They can kind of come see, you know, hey, we've got this new 3D printer. Let us show you kind of what this is doing. Maybe it's something they might be interested in for their practice. Yeah. So, you know, maybe have something fun, have the team there, have them invite some of their friends or dental friends. Right. Um, and even, you know, it could be even something for patients too to come to come check out. But engage your team. Um, have your team share with you what are the things that they feel like are great about working at your practice? Right. Because there might be things that you as the employer don't even realize that are really important to them. Right. You know, it might be, you know, when I'd have on Wednesdays, when I've got to pick up my son from this appointment or whatever, you know, the team really pitches in to help me. Right. And when I brought this concern to the table, I was really nervous because I thought, okay, everybody's going to be upset because I'm leaving an hour early, but you know what? They really stood up for me. And then I do the same for them. 
Yeah. So it may be little things like that. Like we have just a super amazing teamwork at our practice. Yeah. Can I ask you, so I've never asked you this question. So you've been an entrepreneur for how many years? Like, um, 20 years. So yeah, I, me about the same 25 and, um, you know, you have an amazing business. Like, so, and I, I, I realize that the listeners have a little bit different business, but if you had to just spitball percentage of people you found that were not referrals and percentage that were referrals from team members, if you had to guess, like in your history of employment, like, what would you say? Oh, like new team members coming in that were referrals from, from other team members, other team members. I mean, just guessing. Um, I would say 50, 50. Yeah. I'd say about yeah. two. Yeah. And your best ones. I mean, there's some that you get that you had no experience that are amazing, but like historically the ones that I look around, like you've been here for eight years, like six years, like seven and they're awesome. They typically not always, but typically come from other people who are doing the extra homework and they know yeah. a little bit about it. And so same thing with patients, same thing with everything. So I think your number three is spot on. Like if you can lean heavier in to that probably then oh, yeah. indeed. And I, I get it. Things are different now, but your team, yeah. if you, if you do a good job of taking care of your team, they're going to be extra protective. Don't you think they're not just yeah. going to let everybody in here. That's right. And because they want to protect the culture. I mean, right. I've seen that in my, in my business too. And you know, our, our team members have almost, almost a hundred percent come from referrals yeah. and networking and I love that because, you know, then you, you get some context, right? right? You have some context and you're going to, and you're going to get like a real life, uh, reference for this person. And here's the deal, uh, always, always. And, and I learned to, I, I fortunately did not have a, a bad experience that taught me this, but I, I got it from somebody. Probably you told me this always, no matter how, you know, this person do a background check always. <laughs> <laughs> that could be a care. whole separate podcast. Okay. That's a whole separate podcast. Okay. Yeah, I, and that's not my area of expertise, but I'm just going to no. say, always do, always do a background check. Well, you and okay. I share a mutual friend, David Harris, and he just yeah. listen to him and I'll just, you know, I'll drop a hint on Stare everyone. Listening. Number one, <laughs> never, ever, ever, ever call a phone number somebody gives you as a reference ever find out the person's phone number independently and call the company mm. don't call the person i don't want to even mention how i know that one for sure because okay. people give fake no phone numbers of big names and you think you're talking to the big wow. name but it's their brother in a bedroom oh. somewhere uh, I no. never, okay. Well, I learned something because I never would have thought of that, but that's what David says. He's like, well, you're not thinking like a criminal cause you're not a criminal. I'm like, right. Oh man, this is no, but scary. So yeah, this so is not, David this is not Kirk's horror stories and hiring. This is Rachel okay. walls, five don'ts. Well, that's a don't. So there's another don't. Okay. okay. So don't forget to get engage your team. I do encourage you to have your team do videos. Yes. Um, you know, even if it's a, I mean, the iPhones now you can do a pretty amazing okay. video with an iPhone. Go back, go back. Why, why, why do you because encourage? Because they're, it's their peer. It's yes. one thing for you as the employee to say you're great, but the team members should be telling others how, why it's great to work there. Right. Yeah. Love that. It's a peer. Uh, okay. Next don't. Wait, wait, wait. Go back don't. to, okay. I'm sorry. I, I just love this stuff. Okay. So the video thing is really, really great. I also encourage people and we've done this for now a year and a half and I love it. 
you have to submit a short 60 second video on why you would be good for this. So not only do you have team members doing videos, but like if somebody can't take their iPhone, turn it around and go, my name is Rachel Wall and I would be a good fit for this delete because it's going to save you hundreds of hours. But uh, I love just thinking outside of the box on these things. Okay. I love that. I'm writing that down as a do, right? (laughs) As a candidate. Yeah. No, you, but, but you'll be fascinated. Rachel, here's one. Here's one. I would be great in your office because I, <clears throat> I'm really good with people. And we actually, um, I mean, someone was drinking when they sent us one. I'm like, no, thank you. Like, this is a job. But thank you. But thank, thank you. Thank you at the same time. Yeah, no like kidding. doing this because check. Right. So, okay. um, yeah. And that goes back to like the old school days of, uh, you know, my fe- former employer, Chris Bowman, who's amazing. He's like, everybody has to call this phone number right. and leave a message. I love that. Right? You have to call this phone number and leave a message. And so this is just like the next level, you know, so at a bare minimum, have them call a phone number that's not your office number, right? And and leave a message of why you think you'd be great to work in our practice. And then if you really want to level it up, the video. Yeah, love it. Love it. Yeah. I love that too. Thank you for mentioning that. Okay. Um, Don't forget to include special, like unique perks to your practice. Again, like being paid full time and working three days a week, like that's actually a really cool perk. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's attractive to me. Um, So don't forget to include that. One of our clients works with the, um, you call it the cycles, it's a Blatchford method cycles where they work six weeks and then they have a week off. So they have a lot of time off yep. and now not all of that time is paid off, but I think about half of it is. Mm-hmm. And so who wouldn't want to have just an automatic, like six weeks off per yeah. year. Yeah. Um, that's, that's super attractive. And when I was reviewing their ad with them, she hadn't included that. I was like, that's really important. Like you got to put that in there. So there are things that you do in your practice that are just second nature to you because that's just who you are. Right. It's part of your core values or it's part of your processes. But, you know, it might be very unique. Like for hygienists, do you do you have a sharpening service that sharpens all your instruments? Right. You know, do, do you have a dedicated assistant for the hygiene department or do you have a sterilization tech that, um, you know, it doesn't mean that we don't work as a team. But if I know like I'm coming into a busy practice and it's been like, let's just say it like our clients and their team members, it has been crazy and chaotic the last two years. Yeah. So if they're looking at a practice and they're like, oh my gosh, they have a sterilization tech. That's amazing. Yeah. And that would really make my life easier and I could focus on my patients. So those are things that I would say, like list them out specifically. Um, you know, and this kind of goes a little bit about the DS and don't put too many details, but there, if there are some things like that, that you really think are attractive, list it. 100%. You know, that's, and yeah, there, that, that's going to win them over. Again, things that are important to you, like a continuing ed- education allowance, like that's an important one. Or the fact that you guys take a lot of continuing education. You've been a team retreat. Like, it's not so much the benefit. It tells me a little bit about you as an owner, you know, like how much you care about yes. your team members, you know? Absolutely. So Absolutely. I love that. I love that. And, and and don't forget to include, right, that that CE might be a CE trip or it might be, right. you know, we're involved with Act Dental and we, you know, go to Milwaukee on a regular basis and have a really great time. So it's not just local CE, right? We're actually getting out 
and doing these things. And if you have, you know, we, we believe that technology is a big part of our practice. That might be one of your core values and include that. Yeah. Um, so don't, don't forget to include those unique perks Absolutely. that you might just think are, are normal, but they're actually very attractive and very unique about your practice. 100%. Um, don't offer things to attract candidates that you're not willing to offer to your existing team. Ooh, now this is a big one because you're, yeah. sometimes you just want to, you know, make it look attractive and you don't realize, first of all, that's, isn't that illegal in some respect or not? I mean, I don't know. I, I'm stepping way out of bounds here, but like. You Me can't... too. We'd have to ask our HR friends, but I'm thinking probably so. Yeah. Right. In fact, I think something just was published recently in one of the journals by ben, the Ben Erickson team about that. Um, so look that up, but yeah. So go I back to, it, so give me an example, be. like, uh, like what, what, what's one that you hear of, like just special incentives. I think now, again, I'm speaking way outside, but if it's outside of compensation and there are other things related to the role, you have to be consistent. Number two, I think from a consistency standpoint, you just have to, as a leader, you've just got to be incredibly consistent, right? Like, yeah. And yes, because what if, I mean, think of the things as a leader and you want loyalty. Well, if your team feels like, well, gosh, they're, they're trying to hire this hygienist and they're giving them a $1,500 signing bonus, but we haven't hit our number and we haven't gotten a bonus in six right. months. So you know what, maybe, maybe they don't value me as much as I thought that they did. Right. So you've got to be transparent because if you think your team members aren't going to see the ad, you're wrong. Um, you know, they are because they might be looking too. For sure. <laughs> so, For sure. you know, you've got to just be upfront. And, and, you know, we've had a lot of, of, of clients that have told us this or like, look, I just went across the board and I just made sure that my hygienists were making the rate that I'm going to be offering, uh, to the, to this new hygienist. And I gave everybody a, a stay bonus, right? I love it. I value you. I would love you to stay. And I want to do the same for you that I'm willing to do with any, any new candidate. So just, you know, be, be very sensitive to that. And, um, and you know, it's just like patience, right? When we all want all these new patients, but what are we doing to, to keep the patients that we have and make them feel really well and taken care of for same thing applies to our team. Right. And I think you and I are both employers as well. Like, we, we've got to take our own advice, right? So um, I always like to, to look at myself in regards to these, like, am I doing any of these don'ts? But um, yeah, we've heard some things uh, about that yeah. uh, from some of our clients. And most of them have been proactive. And when they consider giving a signing bonus before they put it out there, they let the team know, right. hey, I want to do, do this for you guys too. Yeah, 100%. I totally agree with you on all of those fronts, you know, and in, it's unfortunate it does happen, but having an exit interview with a team member who's quit and, you know, just try to gain as much knowledge behind it because yes. the consistent person in this equation is always me, you know, and yeah. so um, a lot of what they will tell you will only help you in this journey. Now, let's, Rachel, this is awesome. Let's say I'm a 32-year-old dentist listening. Okay, so Let's say I do this dream. Give me some advice for a happy career. How do I get them to stay? Because you mentioned it a little bit, but I want you to go back to give me, give me, give me. That's probably a whole other episode. But like, give me a little that's wisdom. A couple do's. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Once you hire the hygienist, what are the do's? I would say just open lines of communication and really, really see your team members as 
um, extensions of yourself as a provider, right? right? So, so as a dentist, and I think most dentists believe this, at least the ones that you and I have the opportunity to work with is they want someone, they want team members that they can collaborate with. They want team members that can say, what do you think about this case? You know, you're the expert in the periodontal space. Like, how can I support you? So I, I would say just empower um, your hygienist, empower your team. Uh, but if we're talking specifically about hygiene, like empower them to be an integral part of your diagnostic team. Wow. You know, give them the tools, give them the training on the tools that you use and that you expect them to use. And then really make sure that they have a very deep working knowledge of your treatment philosophy. And that takes time yeah. and attention, right? So that takes you as the dentist really educating them and having them come alongside you and say, look, I want you to sit with me during this procedure because this is something that I see all the time. Hy hygienists, we never see a prep, right? The dentist right. and the assistant see that, but the business team and the hygienists, we don't see that. And so take photos of those things as you're doing preps. When you see like a crack at the bottom of a prep, um, take a picture when you take out an, a, a, an old amalgam of what does it look like underneath that? You know, when you see a premolar that maybe has a DO and you recommend the crown, the hygienist is like, well, why can't we just do another DO? Well, you see what the tooth looks like once it's prepped. There's not much left. Right. So just help them see what you see, educate them to why you treatment plan the way that you do, and then say, I really value your opinion and your health in pre-educating our patients on what you believe I'm going to recommend. Amen. And just really just pouring into them because when you do that and you trust them, they will support you and make your job so much easier. 100%. And, um, and as a hygienist, it's way more fun because I get to, I get to be a partner with the dentist in how we're treating patients. And that's a whole lot more interesting than me just go, come showing up every day and doing a profi on eight people, you know, and talking about their daughter's wedding. You know, I mean, we've got to connect with our patients personally, but we, you know, this is another podcast that we're going to do. We were pitching ideas on how to do this, but we're not playing around anymore. Like right. it is very clear. I mean, periodontal disease is an inflammatory condition and it is affecting our patient's health every single day. And we have a responsibility to be identifying this disease. And, um, you know, we can't do that alone. We've got to support that. And the whole team has got to be on the same page with that and, and with supporting the doctor's treatment as well. Yeah, I'm just saying you guys got to hang out with Rachel because by osmosis, you're going to pick up a lot of great stuff. And I heard you say years ago, and of course, this is I use this one all the time. This is one of my favorite Rachel Wallisms. You go, okay, so what do you believe about periodontal disease and all these people? And then everyone's raising their hands. And you actually had a perio mutiny going on. I mean, you had people like up in arms about how important it is. And then you said, so what are you doing right now that supports what you just all said? And it was like yeah. crickets were in the room. It was awesome. Yeah. You know, so um, in another moment, yeah. I'm going to tell you. Are we walking our talk? We mm -hmm. are walking our talk. And then another moment that was really special for me, and, and this isn't about me, I stood in line. When you talk about, you know, the great importance of inflammation and how important perio is and what we do, I had a moment of my life where I was at Hinman, and you know, I'm standing next to you and Bale and Donine. I'm like, this is not happening. Yeah. Like this, I'm in the bookends of like the perio importance world. It was really, really cool. So, um, 
I don't know. I don't even know why I just said that. It's just an important moment in my education. So I think what you're doing is life-changing. It's groundbreaking. It is one of the most important subjects that's hit dentistry, and I believe it's not going away. So, Well, yeah, and I, and I want to thank Dr. Bale and Dr. Donine for all they've done for our industry, too, to create that awareness. And if you don't know them, you have to check them out. And they have a new book. Um, it's about your memory. It's memory and your heart. I'm sorry. The title is, you can put the link. You'll put the link to their new book in the podcast show notes. I will. Um, you have to get it. It's fantastic. And I don't know offhand what it is too, but I will put the link in there. And then I also want you to talk about your hygiene growth roadmap. First of all, tell, tell us what it is and why you created yeah. it. And then where can I go yeah. to get it? So the hygiene growth roadmap has been a part of our coaching process for the last, um, 18 years that Inspired Hygiene has been around. And it is a, a very detailed analysis of the hygiene department. And so it really gives you three things. One, it gives you um, an audit of multiple systems within the hygiene department to see what's working really well, where are your strong points, and where are some areas that uh, could use some shoring up, some refinement, some consistency. So we look even at things like um, charting and uh, the quality of the clinical notes and the diagnosis, how consistent are the hygienists between each other? Um, you know, we look at recare and scheduling. So it's that audit of a, a lot of systems within the hygiene department. Two, it's going to give you, it's going to help you identify um, some very clear paths to growth within the hygiene department. And that doesn't have to just be more patients, more selling of, you know, products or this or that. It's really where do we have opportunities to care for our patients at a higher level? And then the third piece is we will give you some quick wins that you can implement as a team within the first 30 days with, you know, getting this new information and then some longer strategic recommendations of how to really transform the hygiene department or get it even to the next level if you feel like you've plateaued and we can help facilitate those things or there's some things that some practices can do on their own. Right. So you're going to get some actionable steps from this um, from a from a growth standpoint. Um, and so we do all of this virtually and we, we do this with all of our clients and we have quite a few folks that come to us just to do the hygiene growth roadmap to kind of see where are we, do we have room to grow? Um, and so we, you, we do this as a standalone service as well. And we really enjoy it and have a lot of, you know, fun kind of, uh, digging into hygiene departments and showing teams like what's working well. Um, we always like to give you some good news, right? And then also, where are there areas that you could create more calibration and consistency and growth within the team? Yeah. Where do I get it, though? Where do I go? Tell the listeners. Yeah. So so you can check us out. Our uh, website's inspiredhygiene.com. I'd say if you're specifically interested in that, um, we're going to be running a promotion on that soon. And if you mention the podcast, um, you can email us at clients at inspiredhygiene.com. And we will honor um, that courtesy that we're giving on the Hygiene Growth Roadmap. So reach out to us. We'd love to chat with you about it and, um, you know, see if we can we share a little insight with you about your hygiene department. Yeah, you guys have to check it out. And if you're not taking notes, don't worry, we're taking notes for you. So flip up to the uh, show notes in uh, Stitcher, iTunes, wherever it is, you'll see a link to everything that Rachel's mentioned. You can click right on it. It'll take you right there. But uh, Rachel, thank you so much for being on. I appreciate it. 
My pleasure. Always. Now, always now watch. enjoy being with you, Kirk. I enjoy being with you. I'm going to volunteer you for two more podcasts. How's that? Like, I didn't even ask okay. you. I just told you. <laughs> so I'm ready. Let's do it. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much. So stick around while we say goodbye to everybody else. But thank you guys for listening to the Best Practices Show. Hey, if you enjoyed today, just do us a favor. Hit the share button. Share with your friends. Keep sending us suggestions for things that you guys want to see. You're going to see. I'm going to get Rachel back over and over again. And one of them, we're going to be talking about the periodontal link between, you know, what's happening with Alzheimer's and we're not screwing around anymore. That's going to be a fun podcast. Uh, And I promise you, you're going to love it. So um, until we see you guys next time or you hear from us next time, keep watching the best practices show. You guys enjoy your day. So there you have it. Another great episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hey, and thank you for showing up. I just want to thank you for being here and sharing the good word with your friends. And if you're really enjoying the podcast, could you do me a favor? Could you go to wherever you consume the podcast and just give us a four or five star review? Here's what that does. It allows us to find other great people like you. I love this profession so much. I'm going to spend the rest of my professional life finding great information so that you can consume it and your friends can consume it so that you can create a better practice and a better life. So keep spreading the word and we will see you guys soon. Have a great day, everybody.